Okay, so last podcast we discussed our own personal identity and that in relation to kind of social norms, how we protest against our own identities, mm. a whole identity crisis <laughs> that we're currently in. That, yes. that we're currently in, that I personally am currently in. <laughs> I think yeah, we can no. all vouch oh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, hands up. You laugh, but we're dying yeah. inside. Like, hi, I'm Tara. Like, it's going to be... Like I feel like I yeah. just yeah. going to say, oh, okay. is going to be the new AA. Oh, oh, is this an is this an identity crisis you meeting? Is this oh, actually yeah. what this is? Oh, well. I've tricked you guys into it. Oh, You're all here today because we love you very much. Yeah. <laughs> we feel like you need to get in touch with your inner self. <laughs> this is actually an intervention. So, um, but yeah, but then moving on from my identity is how, and this is really honing in on Kate's article. What role does fashion play? in our identities, how we dress ourselves, how we decide whether actually thinking about it or not, how our clothing and how our fashion displays sort of expresses, our identity. Yes, yeah, expresses, expresses our identity. Yeah, so to kick this off, Ellie, how do you decide what to dress yourself in? Are you trend-driven or do you wish to give oh, off like, you know a certain what? vibe? You actually asked me something about this recently, Matthew did, <laughs> and I have to really sheepishly admit that since the early mornings have started, these outfits have become planned. I did I plan this outfit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why? Like, what do you think when you're planning an outfit? Because we think, yeah, yeah, this is on trend, but there's, mm. there's definitely everyone has a message, a message that they want to get going off yeah. when yeah. I pick an outfit. Oh, I kind of realised this. The more that I've done it, three. Okay, I want to hear three. Do you have them written on your mirror? I leave the house. This is what I want people to think. He's actually saying on the phone to my boyfriend last night, I was like, oh my God, it's 16 degrees, but it's going to rain, it's a bit windy. Weather is in there. I know that's really sad. <laughs> it's not okay. to do with no, what no, we're no, discussing. But the weather, no, no, you know, that can't judge it. I found one of those few global truths. You can't wear sandals in the UK when it's raining. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you know, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? There's yeah. just certain things you just can't do. Yeah. You get but, sloppy feet, don't you? Yeah, that's in there. That's up there. Avoiding sloppy feet is up there. Okay, so weather. I mean, that's pretty, like, PC. That's probably the most PC thing I've ever said. I dress for the weather. Do you know what? Number I'm, two. I do want to be put together. I do want to yeah. look like... Mm. It's on those things where it, it's kind of like social media, where you like, it doesn't... You don't you want, want it, someone to notice it's constructive, yeah. but they're clearly yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like effortlessly cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you don't want it to be obvious, but at the same time, I don't need to think I threw this on either. Oh, I, I Genuinely, I haven't so. worn leggings or track pants like once this year whereas before I was try as much as possible I do want to look put together yeah. because yeah. I am that awful person that I do notice it on the tube if you're wearing if it's Sunday okay fair enough do you know what it's the Lord's Day where I track so take the day off <laughs> but it's just that sometimes where I just think yeah I just got on the tube Can and I'm like I don't think you came your flat. I think you've stayed at someone. <laughs> I'm just getting that but and I never walk want people to think I'm the one. That basically, oh God, I don't want to look like I'm doing a walk this... of shame. Oh, right. yeah. I want to be yeah, looked, yeah. put together. Trend-wise, I've got this phrase I use called trend tour. And if she ever listens to this, she will know who 
I am talking about. Okay. That I have got a friend that I call a trend whore. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that wears, in any given season, the velvet bomber, oh. the choker, yeah. the cropped oh. high-waist jeans, right. and the New Balance trainers, right. yeah. where it's just all the trends. Yeah. And I joked around, like, it looks like you've gone in Topshop and you've made it into the first third of the story. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're telling you, Spot this is what you wear, this is what to wear this season. <laughs> so what I'm conscious that? of trying not to look too right. trendy, trend, though, weirdly. I was reading, it was a really interesting article by Man Repeller, actually, and mm. she was like, do we hit a trend level? I know this is a bit off protest. Do we hit a level that we don't actually progress the trends anymore? She was saying how she wears the ballet flats, the kind of, like, boyfriend jeans and boyfriend tee. Mm. And she was like, that's it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's me look. <laughs> that's my look now. And when it progresses on from this, which she was like, pretty sure it has, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. There's some trends that we just don't progress on with. And Gosh, is that I... because, actually, we found one that we like? Yeah. yeah. What people think of us We all love a good comfort zone. Like, we're like it, on it, that train, and then once our stop gets there, it's like our style. We're like, okay, well, get off here. You guys can keep looking for something. But we're, <laughs> like it's like we're settling down but here. We're going to gentrify why? this area. But yeah, something Along those lines. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's almost like we, once we understand how others perceive us, we so like that fit. Right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of mold yeah. everything based on the responses that people yeah. give mm-hmm. us on yes. how they perceive us, yeah. which is really, really interesting. When it comes to any way of expressing my identity and who I am, especially through fashion it's I wouldn't say it used to be well thought out but it's not anymore because as you get older you sort of get into this pattern you know what suits you you know what fits you I think it literally when I was younger I was I was very much focused on making a point it was like I'm gonna show the world that I am whatever dot dot Mm -hmm. dot yeah and so the clothes the aesthetic even the hair, because I used to dye my hair a lot. Bangles. Yeah. My mum used to say yeah. I used to come. I'm making a statement today. This is right. my, my shout out to Brixton. The, the bangles had to come. And out. he's wearing lots of get cold bangles. <laughs> not, <laughs> this is a podcast. Not just two or three bangles, but literally like a whole. An arm hair. Yeah, hair. yeah. I think I definitely had that phase where well, I was like, I want to fit in. You had green hair as well. Yeah, didn't you? I, I went you through went a phase. Through a little emo but, phase. Yeah, I'm probably still going through it, just a little key. But um, that's one of those things, though, where like I guess where fashion defines you where mm-hmm. I've had this misconception where people would be like oh he definitely doesn't have his I don't know if I'm allowed to use bad words I'll just okay uh, where he doesn't have his stuff on. together and then like um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom might listen and to did this you mi- <laughs> did you mind when people made that suspicion? I think that for me obviously since I was at a young age I would always sort of be doing something like I never had like the normal job thing and I think that like so people are like oh this kid doesn't have his stuff together he's just like listening to this emo music he's just playing games he's just like mm. doing whatever with life and I think that when I was younger it would bother me because I knew that people would be like oh he's not serious he's not mature and it's like I am and that was all based I on your I pay business taxes yeah. <laughs> no but um, stuff like that and I think that even now it happens a lot where I'll go to like a very nice place or I'll go to like a nice restaurant with like friends and then like they'll definitely treat me different because oh, yeah, that yeah, happens like, like yeah. a match for that exactly and they'll treat me different and be like this this and this but in reality I would like to think that I I don't know I think it's one of those things where it's like I want to be who I want to be but then people treat you completely differently yeah, for like, being it's that like, how do you where do you get the balance you want to be yourself and you want to dress how you feel mm-hmm. but then society doesn't work that yeah, way exactly. like you dress how you fit in and it's the sad truth i don't like that fact mm-hmm. but it's how the world is how you dress like you said with restaurants and yeah. stuff if you don't look like that it's kind of oh you're i don't know where to place you i don't yeah. know where to mm-hmm. box you but then sometimes that's positive i think that's, sometimes that's, that yeah in the art industry right now there's kind of a new i mean i don't know anything about <laughs> art industry that much <laughs> so like you. no one criticizes <laughs> me for the terms i'm about oh, to boy. use 
but like an art <laughs> dealer. Yeah. yeah. And he, and obviously, normally there's like a certain type. He kind of walks in, he's got like a little GoPro around his neck. He's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, like, he stands up, he sits down, he walks around the room. It's like musical chairs, like at Sotheby's. But he's um, actually disrupting the whole like economy of the yeah. art industry right now because I think what he was doing is that he was like filming things, putting them on Facebook, and like completely disrupting the prices of everything. And yeah. it's just completely shaken up the industry. And it's like part of that is to do with how he dresses. It's mm. not just what he does, it's what he dresses himself in. It's like some shabby old t shirt and jeans. So, what is it that he's sort of communicating through his dress? I think it's in that, that, world. that idea that he wants to disrupt and right. he wants to. So annoyed I don't remember his name. Guys, <laughs> 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 no, we don't know. We are giving you a shout out. And he wants to disrupt it and he right. is. I think it's like a BBC thing, I can't remember. But they really, really did put emphasis on his clothing. Mm. And I think that's a really big thing because it's in this industry, this is what people look like. Right. And this is what yeah. art dealers look like. Right. And this is what an art dealer wears. And then when you're not wearing that and you're doing something different and you're making change, right. it's kind of part of the package. Right. But I think the fashion is like the front line of that. If he looked the same as everyone else or was disrupting it, everyone would be like, ooh, a bit of a game changer. But they'd kind of be on his side more. Oh, okay, he's just really good at what he does. Right. This is a really innovative way. But because he dresses differently and because he's kind of like his actions are different, then it's kind of more like there's criticisms and there's like, what's he doing? And like it's because they can't place him. Yeah, it's yeah. because it's like, I can't like, put you in a box. Yeah. I can't figure out. Like, People don't like what they don't they understand. Don't, yeah. That's exactly, exactly it. Another thing I was going to say was, I think partly the way I dress is to do with not wanting to be bound by a particular stereotype or a generalization. Mm. I don't want people to make assumptions about my background. I literally like this guy. I want to be able to disrupt, you know, and be in any environment and feel comfortable. So whether I am in a very fancy restaurant, I want to feel that I can express myself mm -hmm. through my dress mm -hmm. and not feel uncomfortable, but yeah. feel incredibly empowered. And I think that's when the subversive nature comes out. That's when you start to be a little bit more deviant. Also develop a very unique style. And so going back to what it is when we're picking clothes, etc., you want to pick something, but you want to just choose something that basically represents just who you are in a comfortable setting without having to be apologetic, mm -hmm. without having to explain who you are. You just want to sort of feel that way that's the most important aspect I think of day-to-day -day portraying yourself with the clothes that you wear etc and the fashions that you pick and I think you're going to be less maybe less inclined to sort of subscribe to trends if you are mm -hmm. of that sort of mindset yeah. you're going to be a little bit more sort of subversive yeah it's it's a funny one I think yeah, as I've got older it's probably calmed down a bit my, so, my own start but it wasn't really about making a statement or being seen I mean in a lot of ways I would rather be the, the human equivalent of wallpaper <laughs> but then when I specifically when I was younger when you looked at me that wouldn't have been the case mm. um, because peroxide blonde shaved head attracts right. quite a lot of attention yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and the clothes that I wore and it's toned down but I'd like to keep some of my edge yeah is there a reason why you've toned it down more for like the practicality of it to, to be honest but then on the other hand I didn't get a piercing until I was 32 I just felt like it's been more about when I you know when I've shaved my hair when I've dressed in a certain way it's just made me feel more like me probably hasn't been a conscious thing that actually quite a lot of people are looking at you mm -hmm. and if I probably realised that I probably would have been mortified yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is quite a London thing I feel like I've noticed it more I mean yeah. I think every 
person around the planet, including the Dalai Lama, whatever they want to say, <laughs> is bothered about the way they look. Mm. Yeah. And I think there is this thing in London where you're torn between wanting to be wallpaper, but at the same time, it's not quite a nice thought to think you are completely invisible. No, and I think you want to be acknowledged. Yeah. I think it's like I've noticed that more, mm. I think being in a big city there's more people there's a lot more and people just look far more different than if you go to a rural area and it's like trying to get the balance right because I've noticed it on the tube the statement I guess you're making and what's the statement that they're making by how they dress people that look out there Mm -hmm, with how they mm -hmm. dress punk colours eccentric yeah yeah. eccentric Mm -hmm. that's a good word are not the ones that are looking around at everybody inviting you to start a judgement or do you know what I mean they're just the ones that are being the ones that I tend to find engage with me mm. often not wanted yes I'm that person that sits with you when I don't want a conversation really me trying to engage with you yeah. I'm like, yeah. and I'm like oh, I know this one I need to say hi <laughs> but genuinely you know people that are the ones in jeans and t-shirts you know I've been yeah. talking about it recently that the way you dress can say a lot about someone when you've just first met them and genuinely slightly more sinister incidents on the tube when someone's approaching you and it's not in an okay way mm. they are not the ones you would pick out on a crowd and on mm. a lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. not from look and not from any of the other typical well, things that make so up identity skin mm. colour yeah, the way someone dresses you, you would have picked that. them out I'm the worst for this because I'm the worst for not like judging in a bad way but like what people look like and what they wear I do judge it mm. I do just instinctively and I don't act upon it but like instantly I will really judge it and I think before you know I was on the train back from home back into London and there was kind of like dodgy looking guy in a bit of a tracksuit like a bit of a kind of a skinhead sort of person and I was like oh okay we'll stay clear from him don't want to talk to him and then I was like moving my suitcase out and it got a bit caught who's behind me and he was like oh here let me help you and took it off the train for me and then was like have a nice evening and completely normal and I felt completely flawed me because I was really like you know I was sitting there my little coffee in my suitcase and just being like oh won't speak to him (laughs) and then he's the one who's like actually helping me you know everyone else passes by and he's the one who's like oh let me take that for you I'll take your suitcase I'll take it off the train for you it's fine do you think he probably did that thing that you do which is like in the morning where you smile at everyone do you think he probably did that where he thought you know maybe his exterior is quite abrasive but then he turns around and he's incredibly actually yeah I'll help you out and I think that's strange as well because then it poses the question so if that's kind of he's wearing a tracksuit of skinhead type and that's what he's decided to wear that clearly doesn't either portray him or we've got the whole mentality yeah. wrong. <laughs> I was going to say that. I feel like, especially now with, like, where fashion is, where, like, as, like, an article says about the whole, like, trickle-down and bubble-up effect, mm-hmm. where back then it used to be, like, high-end with trickle-down. But now you can clearly see that, like, it's bubbling up like crazy. Like, yep. it's streetwear that's yep. making the high-end. I think that it's super cool now because you'll have, like, people that are in high-up head offices wearing, like, Vetements and things like that, like, Supreme yep. and things like that. Like, Supreme did the Louis Vuitton collaboration. I think, like, mm-hmm. I think this is the part where, as I was complaining earlier about, like, wearing a certain type of, like, streetwear, I guess people don't take you but then it's also fun because then you get to shock people when you're like let's yeah. have this like intellectual yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation let me help you with your bags yeah. well yeah, yeah that's the thing because it's so hypocritical because you know I make that judgement him and we're surprised but the same with me as well because I like we said in the previous podcast me and Ellie both blonde both go to fashion mm. uni but then I so enjoy when people realise like oh you're actually like not dumb <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. that's always good <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's like mini protests <gasps> that guy doing that it's yeah. like I'm not going to get up and scream in your face yeah. I got all my GCSEs, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's him 
I think he must know. I think you do after a while, I guess, especially because we've said society's got an issue. It's your form of protest to say, no, I'm going to do this. It's like on the one hand... Just because I dress like this doesn't define me. But it's the first thing to go on. Everybody is torn between this thing where it's like, I don't want to judge you. I think the suit is a perfect example. And I think when you're trying to read someone, the suit has just become a complete... Like a dark horse because you just can't read someone. It's like a veil. Yeah, Yeah, do you know what? It's completely... Mm -hmm. It's like the veil and it's like I can get on the train in the morning Mm. with people from my area and obviously no two of us are the same but you will genuinely find because my train is full of people that do it every day we Mm. know you sit here everyone gets more legroom there's Mm. just unspoken things Mm. everybody kind of helps each other because we all hate doing it to a certain extent Mm. and we all clan together we're all from the same area but then you can get instances I saw it on the TV a couple of days ago with that protest in DC I don't know if I told you about this or not the one outside the Turkish embassy and you had protesters and they basically got beaten up by all these men in suits and these men for I think it was like 48 hours weren't identified by anybody in the press mm. and I just thought you know, that is so ironic it's, it's become invisible. the business where it's smart and everything mm-hmm. like that but in a way it's such a perfect piece of clothing to hide behind yeah. because it got, doesn't show your identity it shows, yeah. it shows no identity it shows, nothing. It shows corporate well this is why yeah. it's perfect within the corporate setting I don't know yeah, if anyone's a had number. a corporate based job but that's another yeah. thing as well it fits within all cultures all corporate cultures yeah. you know this sort of suit and tie etc now I have a partner who was in the corporate world and was just so suffocated by yeah. the attire that literally coming home yeah. he would rip rip the tie, rip yeah. the tie yeah. you know yeah. like it was strangling I completely agree though I've had I guess internships in mm. kind of corporate settings mm. and never before have I felt such a need to deviate from that yeah. and to wear Balenciaga bright, bag for work. like honestly no I wore pink heels to work one day because I was like I can't do this I was like I can't I think that's the first time I've ever actually actively protested mm. against fashion before in my own way because mm. I think we all do it in our own little ways kind of subconsciously but that's the first time I've actively protested against something in the form of fashion this is what was it that it threatened what what is it there was, it was lack of identity mm. everyone was the same just no one had an identity there was nothing differentiating yeah. one person from the next right. you know it was one woman in a cert suit a guy in a suit right. a girl in this plain dress everyone's yeah. wearing black formal cut and you remembered the people who dressed differently off the top of my head I can still remember today mm. two women one woman was in like a tan little leather dress mm. and you know she was from the city and then this other girl like a blue jumpsuit with some orange shoes and you remember them and right. you remember instantly yeah. and you know this is like a year ago and I still remember those two outfits you know as soon as I got there I just honestly felt this need just to be like I have to be different from right. this I can't go through life with that veil yeah. and with that blank canvas yeah. and people stripping away yeah. everything yeah. almost not having that judge book by its cover sense yeah. You can't because everyone was the same. Yeah. It was yeah. uniform. Yeah. It was just it's, it's straight. Difficult too. And that's why, like I said, you know, like I'd started wearing pink heels to work and I started <laughs> like just dressing differently. Yeah. Because again, I realised that was fine. And yeah. if anything, I got a better reaction from it. You got your identity across. Yeah. And I and think it really you. it really, really highlighted to me how important and again I think that was quite a pivotal moment for me because it really did highlight how important your dress is in portraying who you are. Yeah. It's like spoken yes. communication. Yeah. That when I walked in with those pink heels, people were like, oh, okay, she's a bit different. She's not just like this corporate type. And how did people respond to 
those pink heels? Did they respond in a good way? I had, like, when I started actually just dressing kind of more on trend and more fashionable, I actually found that I therefore influenced other people around me, and then I noticed that some other girls started being a bit more on trend. Right. And you could tell that out of work that's what they'd wear. They'd been told this stereotype of, you work in a corporate setting, therefore you have to wear something mm, boring, right. something plain, and kind of black, <laughs> ugly shoes. But then when I started doing it, other people did too, and it was really strange. It was really strange to kind of... I mean, I don't want to take all the credit for this, because maybe, maybe I'm just thinking too much of myself, but also it wasn't like the whole office and talking like two other girls. But <laughs> or just like, yourself in the like, mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of employees. This is like two people who probably didn't even do it because of me. I probably just started and like caught them on a bad day or something. <laughs> I'd love to have seen you with your green hair there. Oh, gosh. And, you know... But this is the thing. So, again, I read this... I was reading this thing on... It was, like, e-finance career. Did you know that website? And it was saying, like, like fashion faux pas in, like, the corporate setting. One of the points was don't be (laughs) trend-driven. To play devil's advocate with the whole corporate setting and, like, for example, like, school uniforms, the reason why they had it was so that people couldn't feel, like, less than or more than the other person. So I think the inner corporate setting and in, like, schools, it's completely fine to have uniform. I had uniform all my life from, like, Mm. literally kindergarten until I graduated, Mm. and I enjoyed it because there were definitely kids that weren't as well off as other kids, because there's definitely kids that were extremely well off, but when we had uniform, like, we were what we were. I mean, there was little ways of, like, getting around it where if we wanted to show something, we'd wear, like, excessive bracelets, although, like, Kids were like band bracelets and yeah. stuff. Or like, oh, yeah. And then like, so I, I think, think like, I think, you, I think that in a corporate setting and in schools where it's super competitive, I think something like that is really, really, really good. Yeah. Nice. See, I hated uniforms, but I'm of the mindset that a bit too progressive for my time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to judge me because I'm wearing you know whatever I'm yeah, wearing yeah. and the teacher says fine I saw wear uniforms then it's like we have a problem with society no I'm not wearing a bloody uniform how does that <laughs> fix anything <laughs> if I want to wear this it's I'm going to wear it I think kids and in the workplace with suits, mm-hmm. there, if there's an innate thing in society where when people are going through competitiveness at a job or finding yourself at school mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. you inevitably compare yourself to others. Right. People will find another way apart from uniform. Yeah. Banning uniform does not solve society, it's, it's everyone. Yeah. That's why I'm I don't so think that you're anti-uniform. Trying to use as a solution for society. I well, do they're like, think well, that... we don't want to deal with it when you all start beating each other up because it's went supreme. <laughs> so we're just going to put you all in the same clothes and just not face the issue. But I understand what Matthew's saying. Yeah. 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 I think that yeah, like, I growing up, it was <laughs> really good because obviously I feel like here, I don't know, like from my experience talking to friends, schools here were very divided. It was like you had the good schools, the bad schools. In New York, we just have schools. Like right. unless you go to like one of the private schools like Xavier or something. But for the most part, New York was just splendid. So I think that when you had such a strong divide, which I feel like you guys don't really have in schools here, where you have extremely wealthy and extremely poor, uniform is super needed because it's not about someone judging someone. It's about kids that aren't able to get one thing, kids that right. have it, and kids are going to show off. I think that does help it a lot because I'm sure there were a lot of kids in school that just didn't feel good when there was like a dress down and they couldn't Mm. afford the other things. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, then they could just work and get it. But it's like, no, they're kids. And I Mm. think that uniform did solve that problem because, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uniform was a really, really good thing growing Mm. up. I think Mm. now that we're older and we know who we are and like our styles, it's like in university, obviously uniform is unnecessary. But like growing up, finding yourself and like not knowing how you're comfortable, it's easy and safer for school to tell you just Mm. wear this until Mm. you figure out who you are once you graduate. I do think that, uh, yeah, uniform does help a lot. Do you know 
know what, honestly, yeah. I, I grew up well, in it keeps everyone on well. a level yeah. playing field. Yeah, yeah. everyone is Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the equality. You start at being equal. Yeah, exactly. Where you go from that? Is exactly, it's up to you. Because it's like in, and people that know me well will laugh that I'm about to make a Sex and City reference because they will know that I started rewatching the series again. So I relate everything in life to Sex and City. But and you can see what's coming in Sex and City when Miranda's law firm has like they get dressed down Fridays and then the guy who comes in who's gay and he comes in really you know for that era on trend like mesh top oh yeah but as soon as they see that dress on Fridays are gone but I think that's the idea it's like Kate said when you're in a suit you're on a level playing field no one knows if you're gay if you're pregnant no one cares you're here to do a job and it's sad because it's almost like hang your identity up at the door you're here to do right now Oh, I hate yeah. all this. Like, no, you can't like, be yourself. But it's not just it's like um, the corporate, because mm. the fashion industry, there is a uniform, and I can't tell you exactly what it is, right. because obviously yeah. everyone looks different. But you can identify yeah. people. Yes. I work yeah. in the fashion industry. I went to a trade show in Copenhagen. I'd never been there before. I didn't know where the stupid little shuttle bus thing was <laughs> to get to the show. And there were two guys walking in front of me, and I just went up to them and said, excuse me, do you know where the shuttle bus for the yeah. trade show is? Yeah. He said, how did you know mm-hmm. we were going to a trade show? And, and I went, because you've got Rick Owens trains. I was like, why would, on this date, of the date of this trade show, and you're in Copenhagen wearing Rick Owens trains, there's yeah. only one place you're right. going. Is either that or you follow the person yeah. with the tote bag. Exactly, yeah. Follow the tote bag. That's how you know where you're going yeah. anywhere. To yeah. add to that, it's also, you notice the way they carry themselves when you're in that sort of industry that is all about fashion and how you express yourself through clothing through a tie it almost affects the way people stride and walk Mm -hmm. their posture and the way they turn their head and it's quite interesting how it's only people within fashion that have this identifiable way (laughs) yeah Yeah, i can't behaving you can go to different events and it attracts like a different group of people you know you go to a streetwear show everyone will be dressed in streetwear Mm -hmm. try and sort of fit in with Mm -hmm. the crowd that they're going to see and all that sort of stuff everyone is different but there's just something about it that you think yeah I know where you're going or you get on the plane and the whole plane's full of people and you go right you're going you're going you're going you can pick out the people I have no idea if people can do that to me as well (laughs) I probably don't want to know I kind of hope not I know what you mean though because actually saying that so girl I know worked at Netaporta and because where we lived is like quite an easy bus route to To their head office so again quite a lot of people live there Mm. on the daily commute you can be like you work at Netaporta you can just tell it's funny you should say that because you're so right it's not stripping away the identity because it's like being as loud as you can Mm. but almost in the kind of weird roundabout way it kind of does because you're just the aim of the game there Mm. is just to be as fashion forward as As, as possible possible. going back to actually what I was going to say about uniform so I grew up in uniform and I actually really loved it because outside of uniform days I could be myself but it didn't put that pressure on me basically thinking about having to be myself during Mm -hmm. the time where actually my focus should have been on education and I was also sporty so you know a bit of sports you know extracurricular activities and whatnot what I did notice was that the girls that deviated were the ones that wore you know obviously 
skirts, school skirts that should have been below the knees. And they wore it above the knee, maybe up to their ass. Yeah, uh, rolling it was the a, waistband. Right. Oh, oh, this was me. Oh, that was me as well. <laughs> this was me. I a teacher literally got a 30 centimetre ruler and she measured, <laughs> measured the length of our skirts oh and was like, here, please. Like, physically pulled them down. But it was so interesting that those people that really, really deviated and, like, really tried to kind of do whatever they could with the uniform to make themselves feel unique. When you saw them in their own clothes, they didn't really it wasn't expressive you felt like they didn't have an identity I mean I don't know what you can draw from that but I just found it very interesting that people were so quick to deviate from something that was so structured but yet couldn't really follow through. I think it's like you just want to get outside the gate really you've got yeah. no interest in running to the other side of the paddock you it's just want to get outside the gate it's but it's stupid why I was like oh I'm pushing the boundaries I'm wearing a cardigan today yeah. they are not actually I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm just around all over the place it's, it's easier to subvert yeah. a uniform yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah, it true. uniform's really easy you don't have to do very much yeah. and you're suddenly proper anarchist yeah. we were just like loosening our time like, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah, so yeah. badass yeah. and it was like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I would say that people that really deviated were like the anarchists of the school. Whatever yeah. they did, some yeah, yeah, were just yeah, yeah. like... Yeah. But I when you're yeah. out I'm of sorry, that, just, yeah. you've got too much choice and too many options yeah. and you don't know what to do yeah. with it. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, oh, just put a t-shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> true. Like, oh, you just don't know where you're going. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. But then even <laughs> with that, like, in our school, for example, you were then kind of shot itself in the foot because, yeah, the uniform, blank canvas. But then you were then put into, like, I don't know, social categories. Like we said, depending on how mm. you wore your uniform. Mm. So it was loads of different phases. <laughs> and it's so weird. It's like, it sounds so trivial now, but... At that time, it was like you'd either have your top button undone right. and you were like cooler and you were more relaxed and then you had it done up and you were like... Intellectual. Intellectual. Mm. And it's weird because it's like what the uniform aimed to do is to kind of strip it out. Mm. But it's interesting how we will forever try and bring yeah. identity to right. whatever we yeah. do. It just I think it shows that, that even with clothes that are specifically built mm. to kind of not strip away identity, but kind mm. of give you that level playing yeah. field, mm. we will inhibitually bring try ourselves to, yeah. out yeah. from yeah. that yeah. and still try and break out or still try and place people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still that kind of putting people in boxes, yeah. even in a uniform. And like with me wearing my pink heels, you want to, even with that uniform, there are still ways that mm. people will mm. bring identity back into it. So do you think that people are becoming more subversive, generally speaking? I mean, it doesn't really have to be, well, in the context of fashion, yeah, maybe so, but what are we striving towards? Are we striving towards the norm and status quo, or are we just as a whole, individually little pockets of us, mm. maybe dependent on geography, yeah. trying to sort of subvert, maybe trying to disrupt, maybe trying to protest. I personally don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All I can judge it on is just how I go about yeah. my daily routine. Yeah. And I know that I am, for a fact, somebody who deviates, somebody who protests. Who, I know yeah. for myself, like I do in my own way, so like I mentioned that corporate setting, mm. I actively want to deviate from that. I actively right. want to be seen and as that's someone quite an extreme. different. And I want to right, do that and right. I don't want to be seen because again it's the idea it's like just because I'm here and I'm doing the same work as you mm. this does not mean I am the same yeah. it does not mean I am one off because I have you know the ability to do that not the ability but because we're doing the same yeah. job <laughs> that, that was definitely the wrong choice of work yeah, 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 yeah. but you know it's because like we're doing the same thing mm. but that does not mean we are mm. the same people and mm. I just really felt like I just wanted to be different from that and just right. wanted to break away from that so do you find that 
obviously when you're buying clothes now, based on your experience, that you're a little bit more in tune maybe with what message and what sort of clothes are going to really express you and represent you the most. Are you a little bit more sort of aware? Yeah, I think, like I mentioned earlier, with like, you know, you find a trend that suits you and mm -hmm. gets you across the most and you kind of stick with it. I do think that's true because I'm not necessarily trend-driven anymore, mm. but I am like, I see things and I think that will portray me the best. That is right. like a very, you know, me in inverted commas right. item. And I think without realising it, it is my own kind of form of protest. It's my own kind of form yeah. of, yeah, I'm this person yeah. or I have this lifestyle or I live here. But this is me though. This is how I want to portray mm. myself. But then I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm going to say, but actually that is conforming to a trend. So there is an element of you're basically demonstrating careful selection. But I want to be on trend as well because again that is who I am mm -hmm. so in some ways because I think sometimes people who actively go against trends and think no I'm not wearing that but is that you you're trying so hard to be different that you're now in this group of people that are trying so hard to be different that yeah. you're not alone yeah either way it's trying yeah exactly I think that like exactly. in regards to fashion I feel like at least for me and a lot of my friends that are into fashion it's not about like being individual it's about just not being like the masses but having your small sort of subgenre of fashion yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. for example, like, bring back on the Rick Owens thing. Rick Owens fans have a cult following where, like, they'll strictly full-on drape out in Rick Owens, like, long tees, like, drop. And I think that that's really cool yeah. because it's, like, yeah. they know that they're not the only person dressing like that, but they know yeah. that they're not, like, the masses mm -hmm. enough. For example, mm -hmm. like, even, I guess, for me and, like, coming to band merch, like, the smaller bands I listen to, it's, like, I know that not everyone's wearing it, but I know that it's cool to know that if I see someone wearing the same exact band shirt for, like, this little band from Wales, it'd be, like, you get to link with them. So it's, like, yeah. I don't want to be individual. Like, I want other people like me, but I don't want to be the mass. I think that's why streetwear is getting so big now as well. Mm. Like, it's like, I remember growing up in New York, it'd be really cool to see someone wearing Supreme. It was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, you're yeah, like me, yeah. and I'd be able to bond with that. So yeah, I think that's what I got out of fashion, a lot of my friends do. It's not about, mm. like, being different, it's just about, like, uh, having that community and not being, right. like, the greater oh, population. It's interesting what you were saying. <laughs> do we think people are becoming more subversive? I think we've hit a wall here. I think mm -hmm. if you go to somewhere else... I think China is a great example. Mm. Communism didn't fall that long ago. Mm -hmm. People have still got something that they need to break free of and there's the memories of it. Whereas here, I think people have got what they wish for and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. <laughs> because what do you do mm. when you've been, first of all, fighting for rights and asking for the end of something and you finally get recognised. Mm. You can't go anywhere else. And yeah, I almost feel yeah. like, although we were saying people still do judge and all of that, mm. something has shifted. People are having this quarter-life crisis and all of that. But it's like, what you've touched on, and like the, the brief we're looking at has mm. a, p a great picture of this guy on it. It's called Anarchy Asshole on the back. <laughs> and it's like, I think for people that feel the way I do with stuff like uniform, you've got to thank that dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he's why, but the ironic thing is you protest about something mm. and you put it on your clothing and we have been doing that for so mm. long now, especially mm. printing slogans on tees and mm. flags and all sorts of stuff. And it's like you protest because you want to be heard. Mm. But as soon mm. as 200, 300, a million people start wearing that T-shirt, right. you are... Sort of lost. Well, not even that. It's almost like you've stolen it. Yeah. The whole point is you are protesting to begin with because mm. you want to get it out there. Yeah. You want to yeah. be known. Yeah. You're trying to raise awareness. Yeah. And then yeah. awareness is raised. It's a Adopted by the masses, not everyone is going to go in depth and learn about the issue necessarily, but they mm. can empathise with part of it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody mm. starts wearing it. Oh, what's the word that 
that guy kept using for us last term. Appropriation. 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 You're taking on someone else's issue. Yeah. But that's kind of what they want a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like when someone recognises an issue, a talent, a person, yeah. Yeah. it's like, yes. And then it reaches a point where you're like, no, I didn't actually want this. People <laughs> stop wearing the T-shirt. Yeah, saturated. That's it. It's oversaturated. And it's mm. like, I think we have gone beyond the sweet spot now of something hitting its peak, making its point, mm. and then moving on to the next well, thing. We're in like a world of absolute, like, everyone wants to be on any bandwagon, yeah. oh, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. I will protest anything. Like, yeah. you don't even know what it means. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, I am yeah. half a kind of this. I really feel like you've got people saying they're vegan and they don't even know what vegan <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. then like, I'm vegan, yeah. but I eat but eggs. I eat no. It's like, I'm yeah. trying to be woke. But that's it's like, you're yeah, wearing a leather exactly handbag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, you're vegan, but then like you're wearing a fur scarf. Yeah, like, oh, gosh. yeah. Like yeah. It, it's just it's kind of going on that bandwagon for the sake of it. Yeah. And again, I think it is that whole. It's a bit ironic because you're doing it because you want to be different and you want to be protesting. Yeah. But at the same time, underlying that, you're doing it because you want to be socially accepted. Because mm, that's part different, of the cool and that's group. Yeah. exactly. And part of that cool group, right. and part of that group that's different. And right. it's like I think again, it comes back to what we're wearing because essentially, do we all dress? to be socially accepted. And mm. even when you are protesting, is it because you want to be part of that socially accepted protest group and you want to be part associated with that group who is cool and who protests against yeah. things and yeah. who doesn't care what other people think? Yeah. Essentially, are we all just kind of looking, again, for that kind of self-gratification right, or right, that right. acceptance? Yeah, I think it's like the difference between making the T-shirt yourself at home in your bedroom and going and buying it from H&M. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, exactly. 100%. And this is from the person who bought my time. Because oh, <laughs> I you couldn't actually it, find you... a proper metallic uh. t-shirt. <laughs> but so I, I've caved. You know, I'm, I'm guilty. Totally guilty. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, yeah, no, I've, yeah, I've done that with ACDC and ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> Their merch is really expensive. I'm just gonna say that. Like I'm sorry. If you're gonna your sell dad, yourself, though. he was wearing like straight merch when I went to your house. Just, like, was? Take it from him, your dad. Oh yeah, but he buys it from them. Really? Yeah, my dad's OCD no, about his merch. <laughs> Oh he won't bloody buy from H&M. He'll, oh, he'll be God. on the tour and he'll have gone to what three of the legend. days. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Awesome. 